if you're somebody who is unemployed or you're jobless, my simple fact is your life has a meaning that is independent of your job and independent of your worth to other people. Welcome to Brave. Learn from Southeast Asia's best tech leaders. Build the future, learn from our past, and stay human in between. No BS on success. I'm Jeremy Ao, venture capitalist, Sarah founder, Harvard MBA, science fiction nerd, and dad of two daughters. Every week, we debate startup news, interview changemakers, answer listener questions, and share personal insights. Join our movement of over 40,000 members and get transcripts, resources, and community at www.bravesea.com. Stay well and stay brave. HD Mall is a healthcare marketplace in Southeast Asia connecting patients to over 1,800 medical providers. This covers multiple categories such as dental, aesthetics, and elective surgeries. Over 300,000 patients have accessed more affordable healthcare via HD Mall. Get yourself a well-deserved health checkup. If you're in Thailand, go to hdmall.co.th. If you're in Indonesia, go to hdmall.id. Hey everyone, today I want to talk about unemployment and not specifically unemployment in terms of job or how to stop being unemployed, but more of the psychology and the thinking behind it that people may feel in terms of emotions, but also in terms of self-identification. Frankly, the reason why I'm interested in this topic, frankly, I'm interested in this topic because I myself am choosing to leave my old job and begin to search for something new. I read a wonderful book titled Man's Search for Meaning that was written by Victor Frankl. This is a story of a psychologist during the context of World War II, and he's Jewish, and he himself is sent to a concentration camp, and throughout this experience, he goes through trials, tribulations, and deprivation, and it's a really shocking story about what survival meant, what death really meant, and his own look at the gap in between how humans sought and looked for meaning even in the midst of such despair and fear and honestly brutal conditions. I highly recommend this because it's not only a story of survival, it's also a look of someone who was trained in psychology and so he himself was both participant and at some level an observer of what was going through this entire time. As you can tell from the title of his book, the key conclusion that he takes away after going through the entire war and being rescued is that man has a deep search and quest for meaning. Now, this isn't a book review of the whole book, nor is it a summary. I recommend you check out the book. Personally, I teared up at multiple points of chapter because there was such brutality, and yet he was able to write the small moments of beauty and hope that humanity could have even in such despair. After the war, he returned to his psychology practice and he identified something called the unemployment neurosis. He shared that there are two logic errors, that being jobless meant being useless, and that being useless meant that they had a meaningless life. When I read it, I laughed because it was so resonated with how I was feeling. So let's go through that again. To be jobless is to be useless and that to be useless is to have a meaningless life. It's such an understandable feeling, right? Because, hey, you know, if you don't have a job, then you're useless because you're not earning money, you don't have a job, you don't have a title. So you're just a useless person in society. You're useless. And because you're useless, then honestly, your life is meaningless. What's the point? Like, come on, you got to have a job, right? You can't be unemployed. You're useless and you're therefore meaningless. What's the point? There's no point to life. Just get back to it. Get back to work. This thought pattern is so prevalent. And I see that in myself. 
because I myself have gone through multiple jobs and I've had different sabbaticals in my life as I go from chapter to chapter. And the truth of the matter is that I often hear it in the context of my friends too when they are going through their tough times because they got laid off, because they chose to leave the job, because of terms of personal crisis in terms of health or their parents and so they don't have a job at that point of time. We sit down and we're going for a walk in nature and they have these conversations and these feelings and I resonate with that and of course I jump in to say hey that's not true and so forth but you know the truth of the matter is that it's a common feeling and so why is it a common feeling? Well it's a common feeling because having a job is highly respected especially when you have a highly respected job because you're a VP, you're a principal, you're a partner. These are jobs make you feel important and they make you feel important because you're generating corporate value, <laughs> all kinds of value but utility right you know you're making money for somebody, you're doing strategy, you're making bank on sales, you're figuring out the marketing piece, you're coding and engineering. Now, all those things have economic value and so there is a value for your time. So for every day that you work, they're paying you hundreds of dollars. And across the year, they'll give you a bonus at the end of the year because they say, hey, good job. You are worth more because you have done more for the company. And so we want to give you that performance bonus. And so of course it makes sense. Every boss wants to do that. And every worker, of course, wants to get performance bonus because that's how things work, which is of course, if you work harder, you should hopefully get more. And if you work less, then you should get less, right? So that's an understandable logic that's there, especially in the economic sense, right? Because everybody has to go and earn money to feed their kids, feed themselves and pay rent. What's interesting though, is that the reason why it also doesn't make sense at some level is because there's a difference between economic worth and self-worth, right? There's a difference between utility from the job's perspective and your utility as a person to your community. So let's unpack that a little bit. What does Viktor Frankl mean when there's the logical error that being jobless means that you are useless? Well, when you're jobless, that means you're not at a job. And a job is, as we know, when you see a job description out there, it is a box. It's a box connected to another box via a dotted line or a full line in an organization chart. A job is defined by titles, by compensation, by the value you're supposed to do. So your job could be a blacksmith. Sure. Your job could be a marketer reporting to the chief marketing officer. Your job could be a venture capitalist reporting to a limited partner. So the job that you have is defined by the workflows that you have. And the truth of the matter is that if you're not in that job, somebody else will be in that job. So the job is a discrete entity, it's a conceptual concept, but it is a potential space for somebody to do a great job, a medium job, a terrible job, but it is a thing in itself. And so to be jobless in some ways is to say that you do not conform or you no longer conform or that you have left or you do not fit that hole that the corporate sector has built out. So if you are not in that hole, then you're not providing utility that fits that hole. So if you're jobless, in other words, you are not, for example, working at the zoo as a zookeeper, then you're not providing utility to the zoo because you're not taking care of the animals. However, just because you're not providing utility to the zoo doesn't mean that you're not providing utility to the people around you in your relationships. You could still be a husband, a father, a wife, a mother, a son, a daughter to somebody. You are a friend, a peer, a colleague, a mentor, a role model, you know, a stranger. But there's so many dynamics that you have where you're still providing utility that's not 
inside your job, but actually outside. And honestly, independent of job, and as has always been there, the average job tenure these days for Gen Z and millennials are about three to five years. And so if we think about it, it's not that somebody has a utility only when they have a job and then they don't have a job, they're suddenly useless. And then they have a job and they're suddenly useful again. No, they've always been a member of society, hopefully productive, hopefully loved and hopefully loving. And then they happen to have jobs at those periods of time. Your parents appreciate you even when you are jobless or when you have a job because they appreciate having you in their life. You have, as a child, brought life and love and happiness on top of cost of logistics and all the random tantrums. But you know, you are somebody to your parents and you are also somebody to the other people in your life who appreciate that because you are still going out for dinner parties, you're still having conversations. So truth is, somebody's worth in society to other people is not dependent on the specific job that you're tied to. The second error, of course, is that when you believe that you're not providing utility, that you are useless, then your life is meaningless. Now that's interesting because when we think about usefulness, it's often very much in the context of other people, right? So I'm useful to you. You know, I am useful to the job. I'm useful to the company. I'm useful to the cause. So there's a valuation of what are benefiting to somebody else, right? And it's understandable. People enjoy giving and contributing to others. And so it feels good to be useful. That being said, what you're worth to others is not the same as what you're worth to yourself. To have a meaningful life means that you value yourself. You value yourself because you believe in something greater than yourself, whether that's family or country or community or cause or mission or faith. In other words, a job is an independent concept of work that will exist whether you feel it or you don't feel it, whether you interview successfully for that job or you don't interview successfully for that. Your utility, that your usefulness is determined by your worth or value to others and that your meaningfulness is how much you value your own life, your own values. So Victor Frankl in his book says that when he meets somebody who's unemployed, the first thing he does is he asks them to volunteer. He asks them to be part of a meaningful cause, like being at a soup kitchen or teaching or coaching. And he normally finds that once people are doing those things, then the unemployment neurosis, the despair that happens when you have lost your job or that you have quit your job or whatever it is, disappears because guess what? People feel useful in that context but also they start thinking to themselves, hey, I have meaning because this is something that I can really belong to. This reminds me of the opening story in the book Lots of Strategy by Walter Kiekel. He basically shares the story of Bruce Henderson, who was the founder of Boston's Consulting Group. In 1963, he founded Boston Consulting Group which changed the world because he pioneered strategy consulting. In other words, every management consultant that we see today are very much beholden to the academic but also practical theories of how he worked with clients to think through what strategy actually meant. Now, I'm not here to talk about the history of management consulting, but in the context of this, he used to brag to his friends and strangers that he had been fired from every job before he founded BCG. That's hilarious if you think about it. He was an executive at an early age, and he was the second youngest vice president in Westinghouse's history. And he was fired from that job, as well as the multiple jobs. So yeah, he was jobless too. The founder of BCG was fired multiple times, and he went on to be a success that many people don't really know who he is anymore because that was the 1960s, but very much has served as a prototype and role model for multiple generations of management consultants. So what does it mean for me? Well, what I'm trying to say here is that if you're somebody who is unemployed or you're jobless, my simple fact is your life has a meaning that is independent of your job and independent of your worth to other people. The question that you have to ask yourself is, 
what is your mission? What are your values? Who do you care about? Do you care about your family and providing a living for them? That's your mission. That's your meaning in life. So what does it mean for us? Well, I think there's two groups of people people who are currently looking for a job and people who are currently at a job. So I'll start with those who are looking for a job because it's a little bit more direct. Let's not drink the Kool-Aid here about, hey, because you are jobless, that therefore you are useless to other people. And that because you're useless, that you have a meaningless life. So forget about it. We need to invert that order and go the other direction. We should have an independent pursuit of what brings meaning to your life, whether that means for country, for cause, for mission, for vertical, for the children, for your own children, Whatever that mission or meaning in your life is something that you should be at least thoughtful about. It's an independent pursuit. And then based on that, figure out what are the contexts of how you want to provide value for other people. And that because of how you provide value for other people, that you then choose the job that fits that. Now, the world isn't perfect and not everybody gets to work at a job that fully lines up with the meaning of your life. The truth is many of us are working jobs that honestly don't fit or don't match perfectly. But because we're able to be in touch with that deeper meaning, then being at a job that doesn't fully click is okay, right? I mean, there are so many stories, of course, of our grandparents and parents and many people today, honestly, blue-collar workers, they are cleaners or mechanics, but they are busy working a job that they don't really like, but they're okay with because they want to provide a better life for their children. Their children is the meaning for a better life. And so they're willing to go through the sacrifice of a tough or difficult or dangerous job because of that. And we see that for soldiers too, because there is no way that a job as a soldier is fun in any way, because in wartime, you are being asked to make the ultimate sacrifice, which is your own life, right? And to do so, you are going to be in difficult circumstances like the cold, the wetness, the weather, just uncomfortable on a day-to-day -day basis. And then coupled with the fact that you are in a difficult environment in terms of pushing your body, that you are in mortal peril. Being a soldier, especially in a wartime army situation, is a difficult and brutal job. And yet, soldiers do sign up and volunteer to it because they see the meaning in it, because they want to serve their flag, serve their country, defend their country, defend their families, defend their friends. So these are meanings that are there. So what I'm trying to say here is, if you're looking for a job, just remember that slice, that your value, your meaning is independent of the job, that because you have no job, you still have meaning. Now, the other call to action as well is for people who do have a job. If you already had a great job and you love your job and you have meaning in your life, then I don't know why you're even listening to this episode. Maybe it's just like reinforcing what you like about your life. The truth is, if you are at a job and you're listening to this episode, well, hopefully this provides some value. The truth is, many of us, again, have jobs that don't fully align with how we want to be useful to others and also doesn't fully align with the meaning of life. And so the truth of the matter is that, again, if you had a job, it can be quite tempting to not search for that meaning in your life because, hey, you're earning a decent enough salary, you can cover your basics, you can cover your household, and you can start to do those luxuries, right? Well, the truth is that at a job, you know, it feels good because it's stable, hopefully it's good, hopefully maybe it's better than good. And the truth is that you're covering your basics, covering your household, covering beginnings of those luxuries in terms of vacations and you have all these aspirations in terms of material side and you end up forgetting or kind of pushing away the fact that you have to think deeper about what the meaning of your life is. Because the truth of the matter is that if you keep pushing that further and further away, it doesn't become easier. It's something that has to be wrestled with, again, on an independent axis. I remember this story of this pastor that I met and he was busy doing a lot of local community work in the healthcare space. And he was sharing a story about how he had 
met his old friend in university. And this friend had basically promised that he would contribute back to their local community. And they bumped into each other at the airport and Pastor Vermash was like, hey, remember we made a promise to give back to our local community? And then his friend was like, oh, I can't really do so because I have this lifestyle, I have the kids, I have the home. And so my job is what I'm really focused on because I have to have this job because it's going to cover the lifestyle I have. And, you know, I'll get around to helping my community in time. Now, the truth is they were both in their 50s already. So it was a really good job of time. And who knows, maybe the friend went off to give back in the 60s or 70s, 80s, hopefully so. It's just that it's a good reminder that just because you have a job doesn't mean that you understand your own meaning in life. And so it's interesting because there are many folks who find their meaning in life only when they're jobless. It's kind of funny because you hear this story and maybe you've heard this yourself, but people change a lot because they change jobs. A lot of their personal transformation also happens when they're jobless. It's kind of funny when you have all of the material blessings and a secure job, that theoretically and honestly, logically is the best time to do your personal transformation work, right? To go through coaching and to figure out yourself and become a better person. And then make a very intentional choice to find the next job that fits better that meaning after you've done that self-work. That is the time to do it because you have the buffer in terms of time, but also the buffer in terms of financial resources and stability to make that choice. It's just that we don't really do that. So, you know, crisis pushes people into joblessness, unemployment, and it's only during those times when everything has been stripped away, the titles, the salary, the environment. Then finally, there is that forced space where maybe, just maybe, a human can hear the feelings and meaning in your own life and do that self-work finally without all of the distractions and fears and beeps and emails and meetings and coffee chats and everything else that just swamps it out and then you just get to hear yourself. So what does that mean? All in all, I'm just trying to say here is at the end of the day, being unemployed or jobless doesn't mean that you are useless and that just because you don't have utility doesn't mean that you are meaningless, that you don't have a meaningful life. I just want to say it's not a binary choice. You can have a meaningful life and you don't have to be a Buddhist monk that has thrown away all worldly possessions and all jobs. I think the best case scenario for every stage of life is that at every major juncture and stage of your life, whether you're in your 20s, which is probably different from what you see in your 30s, which is probably different from what you see in your 40s, that you are able to achieve all three, that you're able to, of course, have a job in this world of ours and also be thoughtful and clear specific about how you provide value to others, not just at your job, but also in all the other domains of life. And lastly, that you also take the time to independently build out your point of view of what a meaningful life means for you personally. Not what is cool, not what is for other people, but what is relevant in terms of meaning for your own life at this specific stage with the self-awareness that it may change again in the future over and over again. On that note, I'd like to conclude this session. If you like this episode, please like and subscribe and feel free to follow this episode. All right, see you around. Thank you for listening to Brave. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. We would also appreciate you leaving a rating or review head over to www.bravesea.com for member content, resources, and community. Stay well and stay brave.